Dun, 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 dun. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was Liz. Uh, see, that was painless. Wasn't I was just painless? about to jump in. <laughs> that, that, that was painless. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Liz. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I know we spoke like months ago, and then we kind of scheduled yes. it. And uh, I, Carlito and I are getting so busy that we're actually booking months in advance now, which is just wonderful i actually like it but it, it's just i always do a follow-up i'm like okay are you still good and we're all excited and we, we we're looking for this one i want to talk about this one so give us an idea what we're going to chat about today just basically what i deal with on the landscape construction side balcony designs as well where sometimes we get contractors interested in that i also do investigations what do you so, mean investigations? So I work in the investigations. This is a surprise, Carlito. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean investigations? So I work in the investigations world. I have two two businesses. In my I love it. Wait, are you talking about like construction related? Uh, it could be anything. So yeah, if there's uh, fraud with respect to construction, which we have issues with. Oh, wow. this is dun, fantastic. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting that. And I was, many was surprised. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was really excited about the landscape design and about the balcony design mm -hmm. because, I mean, Toronto is such a condo-driven yes. city. Yeah. So I was really excited about that, but that's mm -hmm. that's amazing. So first off, though, I guess we want to say that to get a reach, to get a hold of you mm -hmm. is at GTA Condo Decor on yes. Instagram. Yes. And then it's Sapphire Landscape and Interior Design Inc. Yep. on LinkedIn and also on Facebook. Right. Guys, reach out to her on LinkedIn, reach out to her on Facebook, and reach out to her on GTA. I know I'm following. I don't know about Carlito, but Carlito, I know I'm following. Are you following? <laughs> I will be tonight. Okay. <laughs> so the idea is that, uh, but first, before we get into this whole world. Wait a second. You're moving really fast today, I'm Manny. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> we have to do a little bit of housekeeping. And right off the bat, we want to thank Mark from Skylux Roofing. Yes. Skylux. There we go. At Skylux <laughs> Roofing, we call this Skylux Studios. This has been our home for most of our podcasts so we want to give him a shout out he does great work regarding roofing cladding all kinds of stuff the guy's solid thank you very much mark yeah the support is unbelievable for mark liz was really nice to bring us candles sorry mark you didn't get a candle <laughs> we're not sharing I'll bring one. I'll bring one no 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 i'm just teasing up um so we're doing that but i guess first up is History with Manny. Oh, boy. So we want to ask you, Liz, and also Carlito, because he never has an idea of what I'm going to bring up I here. I always answer. I <laughs> want to ask Liz, very first balcony. Very Ooh, first balcony. In the world. And what century? It's got to be Juliet's balcony. Oh. <laughs> it, it, you're, you're close, but it's a little sooner than that. A little, oh, sorry, a little oh, later than that. A later than that. Yeah. Later. I'm thinking it is. I'm trying to figure out when was Juliet's balcony. That's the most well, famous balcony. Yeah, that's a famous. I balcony. think the Roman Empire would have the first balcony, would it not? So oh, this, the Vatican. Well, no, no. This is 1679, the corner balcony of the Grand Master's Palace in Valletta. Uh, Valletta's in Malta. Oh, okay. So that's actually it was built between the 16th uh, and uh, they started focusing on a lot of balconies, 16th and 18th century. Wow. wow. So that goes far back. So I don't know exactly. I didn't do any research on Julia's balcony. I don't know when that was or what century that was. But it was also a French designer that took the balconies to mainstream in the 19th century. Uh, an architect, Eugene Emmanuel Volet-le-Duc. 
Lodok. Lodok. Uh, I'd like to say I also love Romeo and Juliet openings in houses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask a question? Sure you can. So when was the first landscape design done? That I don't know. The yeah. very first, someone actually put effort into a landscape yes. design? Familiar name. I'm thinking, honestly, you, you got me stumped here, but I'm thinking old Victorian times, castles, that kind of period, or are we talking even further back? Probably around that time. Really? Who yeah. was it? So it was Addison, Joseph okay. Addison, Okay. 1712. Wow. wow. You're our first and guest what, to bounce us back <laughs> with history. <laughs> and what country was, was that? England? Oh. It did say, but I, I can't remember. I'm yeah. going to no, say England. England. No, Honestly, yeah. I think it's the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, they love their gardens. I that's exactly it. The yeah. mazes and everything like that. Yeah, right. So that's fascinating. That's fantastic. That. And good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Challenging Manny. I love okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Carlito, that was? History with Manny. Perfect. Yeah. Let's get into this show. Wait a second. Wait a wah, second. Wah, I want to say today for you and possibly our guest, today is Portugal Day. Oh, no. Yeah, and you're Portuguese. You should know this. I'm Croatian, this. and I knew you, it. You caught me oh, off guard. Awesome. What what Happy makes Portuguese what makes day. today? Portuguese? I was trying to find out, but today is Portugal Day, I worldwide. Love Portugal. So what are we supposed to do with Portugal Day? Party, barbecues, lots of chicken, <laughs> lots of potato. I had them earlier this week already. <laughs> I didn't. What? Everybody's caught me off guard here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Should have did your homework, oh, Manny. Let's yes, get man. let's get back onto this show. All right, let's let's get talking about you, landscape balconies and investigation. Dun mm -hmm. dun dun. Okay, so I started late in my career on the landscape side. But, uh, all my life, I've been doing insurance work since uh, a long time ago. Uh, left the insurance world, but managing you know like uh, big teams, you know, in legal and injury claims and stuff like that. And then uh, kind of got pulled out of that world through a former detective from Toronto Police. And I got into investigations. But I also have a love for landscape design. What and, a mix. Yeah. <laughs> Hot and cold, positive, negative. It's interesting. But yeah. it, somehow you're going to tell us that it's all connected. Uh, no. No? Completely no, 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 not at all. Okay. So, but I always, always had a passion for landscape design. So in 2016, when I became a consultant on the investigation side, I started my Sapphire Landscape and Interior Design Inc. And, um, and then I started taking off in the balcony world because uh, that was, because uh, there's so many condos out there. But nobody's doing that. Or are they doing that? Are there a lot there's, of people focusing on that? No, no, not really. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, my focus in 2016 was primarily working with uh, landscape contractors. I actually watched landscape contractors for about a year. And I just kind of... A little creepy. Yeah. No, I just more of uh, checking for customer service online, okay. seeing how they post their pictures, what kind of work they do. And then they, I started meeting them at the, sh the shows. And if I didn't see them at the shows, then I would reach out to them. And some of them are the ones that I've actually been working with. I kind of narrowed it down to about three to four landscape con uh, construction companies. So it's, it's a start to finish process with the client. Either I bring in the client or they bring me in on the landscape construction side to work with the client on the initial design. And then we, the, it kind of flows from that point. And then I decorate afterward. When the construction workers leave, 
I decorate the, the blank canvas. Yeah, all photos and, uh, you know, go onto all platforms and so I'll share all our stuff. It's really, for me, it's, I really love landscape design. I just love hiring the right people to do the right job, to treat the client with respect. Yeah, it's just making making their uh, the client feel they're getting quality service. So Liz, is there a disconnect between you, the client, and the contractor? Yeah, sometimes there could be. You know, it's, it's important that the client feels comfortable in the process. And if they... They don't know what to do. They're asking for a number of friends, you know, which, you know, do you have anybody that can give a quote? And so they're, they're kind of scrambling in that area, I, I feel. So I bring in the contractors to provide a quote. Usually we try to just keep it down to two quotes, you know, if it's, a, if it's my client. This way they, they feel that they can trust me with respect to, I've already vetted the contractors. So you're bringing two valuable quotes. You're not yes. just bringing two... Well, somebody you've been working with for so long that you, yes. they understand you and you understand them. And yeah, and the contractors know that too. They, they know that you know, the client is looking for two quotes. And if the client asks for a third quote, I try to say, let's just start with the, the first two and then we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, it, it is a start to finish. So you know, I've, I've worked with Joe as well from um, uh, Concrete. Um, from concrete. Oh my gosh, he's gonna kill me. Oh, you mean your con- your contr- concrete? Oh, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. So he he's, okay. he actually we worked on the client. We worked with the client together. So this is a good example. So Joe uh, was assigned to the client who just happened to live on the same street as me, <laughs> which was a coincidence. Okay. And uh, I never knew. I didn't know the neighbor from start to finish. I actually did the layout of the design for the client. Joe basically worked with me and the client. It, it really eased up the, the whole uh, piece of it that the contractors had to, you know, where Joe had to kind of walk the client through and figure out the design. And you know how it is, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. So I sketched out a design for the client instead of hiring a landscape designer. So we saved some cost there. Uh, they liked the idea, and then I kinda, you kind of get to know your client. Intuitively, you get to know what they like, and you ask them for a number of photos that they do have as well. You get a feel for it. Sketch out a design, change it up slightly if we have to, and then pass it on to the contractor. And then from that point, uh, you know, Joe, Joe came in, and he did the measurements, kind of walked him through the layout of the design, and then what the whole plan was, you know, pergola and all that stuff. And it worked out and it was really nice. We, and then I decorated. So you guys are actually doing big ticket items. I know that every time I've had conversations with clients about landscaping and hardscaping and mm-hmm. you give them the price to just to begin with, like even an interlocking walkway, like we're talking four five, six figures mm-hmm. easily it can mm-hmm. climb, right? Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? How do you talk to clients where come and hire us or go buy a really expensive car? And that's how much money you're going to be spending here. And how do you how do you justify it to them? They should know really what, pretty much what the budget. They they should have a budget. Right? Do they? Do most of them do. Do they have an idea? That no, no. They you never had to, not even a ballpark, right? No, because everything everything is it, it varies. You know, your pergola, your aluminum versus your wood, your the type of stone that you want, armor stones, and all that stuff. Or if you want a pool. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's huge. It's just it's a matter of kind of giving them an understanding of an estimated quote. So working with an, a number of contractors, 
they usually walk them through the process right from the beginning and just say, you know, your estimated cost for this will be, and then it depends on what, uh, what you want and the type of stone that you're, you're looking at. As we're walking through the process, the dollars are going to be adding up. I think they get an estimated amount by the end of the first conversation. What do most of your clients come to you with? Do they come with tears? Do they come with ideas from Pinterest? Do they come ideas from house? What do they come to you? Or do they just blank slate? They never come to you with a blank slate. No, no. They, it's a lot of house pictures. Okay. Yeah. Usually if uh, they, it doesn't appear to be what they're looking for because yeah, it's always know. really expensive what they're yeah, showing you. Yeah, exactly. We'll probably give them a few magazines and, you know, some of the, the stone from the stone companies will give them the catalogs and stuff. The internet is great. You know, it's Instagram is fantastic. So even, you know, looking at everybody else's profile, do you like this type of pool, cabana? Do you want to, you know, or just a, a simple pergola? What are some of the handles that you would recommend people take a peek at? Landscape contractors. Yeah. And yeah. who are they? Honestly, just give them all yeah. shouts out. Totally okay. give them shouts out. Totally shout out. Okay. So... STC. Uh, that's uh, Joe Merkel. I'm sensing they're going to be a lot of Portuguese and Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming. Maybe a few Croatians. Uh, no, one, one's Italian, Louis from Louis Landscaping. Okay. It's very good. Uh, Eddie from Green Scene. Um, I have a, another new person that's up and coming. Very, uh, he's, he's, he builds homes as well. Youngin? Uh, yep, yeah, very much so. His name is Stavros. Okay. And uh, that's from Grenick uh, Builders Group. So yeah, so I'm trying to keep it uh, tight with respect to my contractors. I've worked with Joe at Your Concrete, mm -hmm. which is, he's, he was fantastic to work with. Yeah. No female landscapers? No, but I f do follow a couple of them. I know, I don't know all their handles off the top. But okay, yeah. yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. I figured they would have a, get, a good sense of doing that and mm -hmm. uh, contributing a lot and right. being different compared to the, most of the rough and tumble guys out there. Yeah, and I'm always open to, you know, meeting with the landscape contractors because it really is. So when I come in, I come in at the beginning with the contractor. So, you know, we walk through pretty much what the idea is going to be, you know, get some feedback from the client and uh, just just for ease of the, the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then just what's going to happen in the construction timelines. That's really key because these guys are really busy. Um, and that's another thing. So it just depends on who's who's available. Yeah. Once it gets warm. And that's, that's really important. Uh, really good guys are busy. And mm -hmm. if you are hiring a landscaper or even going through a designer, mm -hmm. uh, you have to book this like six months to nine months ahead yeah, of time. Absolutely. For instance, I picked up another job. I will contact one of my contractors. What's your timeline like? You know, and I know these guys are booking from last year. So it's booked this year. Yeah. But it's there, there is something that we do create as contractors and designers. We create a relationship with our with mm -hmm. our with each other and we'll go outside of our work to help each other out and mm -hmm. finish things so even if i'm a contractor i'm busy and you call me and we work together all the time mm -hmm. and we're that team i'll put time away to go do something for you because we work together so right. i think it's important that homeowners need to trust you know your end and our end mm -hmm. on and our team because that's how it actually works out on schedule right absolutely yeah. yeah and then making sure that we're communicating that's another thing so if the client's contacting me or sometimes if it's the contractor's client like for instance in uh, the one that I did with Joe last year last year I believe it was you know he he trusted me with his client 
So, you know, I, I communicated with the client on email and then just kind of uh, looped Joe in. I want to ask you, so I know that most landscaping, hardscaping crews, they're in-house and they do all their own design. Uh, what's the benefit of working with you? Like, what are these guys not doing right? Because I have a, a funny feeling that working with you is actually going to help them build their business bigger and better. Yeah, I like to see it that way. So that's why I, I um, suggest to them, you know, pull me in. So because at the end of the day, they want to get a, an outdoor space that they can enjoy, right? A living room space, a kitchen, a pool, you know. So it's important that the client is utilizing that space. And another thing is, you know, f with my decorating experience, it's I'm taking a lot of the indoor out, all these little touches, you know, and it could be anything. It could be planter boxes. It could be candlelight. You know, lighting is another thing. Fire features. So this is all those little extra things the contractors don't really get into unless it's a built-in thing. Well, I always find it interesting how uh, decorators or designers always end up putting something that the homeowner would have never chosen for themselves, but they just love that one little mm -hmm. touch. So when you're and I might be using the wrong word, staging or mm -hmm. decorating. How do you find that little thing that's the cherry on top that blows them away that they never expected? Dolomite stone. Dolomite. That's yeah. an expensive stone. Yeah, I use that on every project. It's a very sparkling white stone. It's a beautiful stone. Do you know what the properties behind dolomite stone? No, no. What okay. is it? It's all about energy, right? Right. Yeah, and every stone, every crystal has components to it make you feel good. Just let's look at it that way. There's certain things about stone, dolomite. If you look it up, it's, it's pretty spectacular. What so, does it do to you? Very positive. Really? Yeah. Good energy. What other stones are uh, like that? There's plenty of stones. There's lots of stones. And you know, I, I go over to my favorite place, Islington stone okay. over here and I talk to the owner and he's a real stone guy. So when we, you know, he lets me pick up outside of COVID time, I actually handpick my stone from wow. the bins. And it's special because I've been going there for two and a half years, okay. picking my stone. But there's, look up what the energy from Dolomite Stone, and if you have a good understanding of what crystals do, like amethysts and sapphire, you know, so these things have really good energies about it. What's even more interesting is that, um, my wife does stones also, so oh, yeah. I'm, nice. I'm very involved with her. Yeah. and. What I find is that you're doing something really, really special. Mm -hmm. You're choosing a stone for that person's home and it's mm -hmm. like a special energy that you're choosing. Mm -hmm. So it's above and beyond just picking landscaping stone. Right. It's the actual, like it's really personal, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good positive energy to the space. Mm -hmm. And they're very positive. So all my customers or clients, they're so happy. <laughs> so you kind of see that shift. I was doing a balcony design uh, two weeks ago, dual balconies, upstairs, downstairs. So I was finishing up the upstairs and I come downstairs and my client was sleeping on the balcony. On the stone? No, no, just, uh, on, a just no, oh. on, his, uh, on his chair. Okay. He fell asleep. And I said, wow, it worked. <laughs> I just, I, the stone, because the, sto it, the, the balcony no, right. was full, right? Yeah. It was, so it was very zen, very relaxing. So adding even that stress-free component to it that's huge and yeah and your home should be that yeah if it's not then your home's not right and right. especially with a high-rise condo and, and, and these days the buildings are you know building cities they're like you're mm -hmm. just looking at another building to another building all around you it's nice to bring 
a home field or yes. a garden field to that small space, yeah. right? What, yeah. what is the average size of a balcony in a Toronto condo these uh, days? Um, I'm working on one terrace right now. It's actually not that bad. It's uh, 14 by 35. That's not an average balcony. No, that's not an average balcony. <laughs> that's not average. 14 by 35. Some people don't have a backyard 14 by 35. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about a balcony that's 14 by 35? <laughs> Maybe my measurements are wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no. monstrous. No, it's so your typical or... Like, I'm, I'm thinking what, like... like I like maybe her, the size of this table. I like her clients. <laughs> six, six foot depth. Six foot depth and, and maybe about, about 12. 20 long. 20 long? 20 long. That's sometime. an average balcony these days? Yeah, some are 20. Yeah, around there, 20. The newer okay. buildings. What can you throw in that space of, of, let's say, six by 20? So that's really, really important. The customer or the client, they, they want to just have a couch. So, oh my gosh, you can't have a couch on your balcony. Why would they want to put a couch on? So that they can sleep on the balcony. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, have, I did a uh, kind of a Zen type of balcony design. And at six feet, you can't fit a couch comfortably? No, you have to be careful because there's certain types of furniture that won't fit on a balcony. People envision this couch and chair and table in front of them. So they're, you know, for cocktails and stuff like that. With me, I know my furniture pieces. I have a number of suppliers. That size of the balcony, I know right away. As soon as I walk on that balcony... I know exactly how it's going to fit. Because at that size, you got a couch, railing. Yeah, yeah. Or you can get a couple of two side tables. So it just depends. But it depends on what they want for the space. Just want a couple of chairs and they want, uh, you know, a high top bar table. We can fit that in. Not a problem. And then we do planters. So my specialty is planters. Yeah, because the yeah. plants are part of the whole Zen thing. Right? Yeah, and the, the greenery is amazing. So yeah, I've recently been reading up about certain plants and mm -hmm. what the energy that they give off. And, and, and I'm not a huge plant guy, but yeah, I you are. You just it. don't realize it. Yeah. Good. Once again, Carlito can speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm more, more concerned about is I know I, I do a lot of condo work myself mm -hmm. and people during the winter want to bring everything in their house and then their living room or their dining rooms full of like furniture and plants. And oh gosh, no. how do you organize how, that space? How do you uh, make it comfortable and enjoyable that they don't have to bring all that from outside in? Because, you know, we got wind, we got snow, right. storms, like mm -hmm. people are worried about things blowing off. So mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? So none of my clients bring their stuff in. So I make sure that they get the proper furniture that's not going to blow. Is that wicker? No, it's More usually, solid? yeah, it's, it's, it's probably aluminum, okay. you know, sometimes it's wood. So I'm working on another terrace that's, uh, she's, she's gone teak. I even said to her, you know, you just make sure that it's, it's heavy. Everything's covered. So once I do the balcony design, then I cover everything. I even cover my artificial plants. They'll have artificial. Plant yeah. <laughs> Why? They'll get damaged in the winter. Well, or? it's plastic, right? Okay. So they look phenomenal and when when especially with my clients they they don't want to take care of rail so the majority of them that's why they live have, in condos yeah right? they do they don't have the they don't use natural plants unless you pop a you know a nice little plant just on the tabletop sort of thing but yeah everything's covered your cushions go inside into storage and everything stays so you literally push everything together cover it and bungee cord it it's not going in anyway. and leave it there for yeah. the four or five months yeah okay. and then clean up the next season one thing with uh high-rise and i love high-rises so I'm, I'm really excited that we're we gotta talking. work together yeah. carlito i can't wait to talk more about the bylaws yeah uh, a lot of people don't realize you just 
you just can't do anything. You can't do what you want in a high-rise building. There's no. every high-rise management corporation has a different bylaw or different rules to the building. So what are the typical rules these days that you, what you can and can't do? Definitely, uh, you have to check for gas lines and stuff like that. So it depends on the building because sometimes the building, they already have the gas line installed. So it's perfect. Wow. And I got gas guys too. Gas guys. That's that's who it is. That's who it is. That's their name. Gas guys. Gas guys. That's simple. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. And um, so yes, make sure that is installed. Usually, none of them have barbecues. That's the issue. You know, you can. That's one of the things you're finding. Yeah. Most buildings don't have don't that anymore. Have. Yeah. They won't allow it. They won't allow it. And then you're dealing with flooring. So I work with a number of outdoor flooring guys and my contractors do outdoor flooring for balconies and terraces as well. What are some of the floorings that you, clients are asking for uh, these days? It's, it's pretty much your typical... Cedar clip-ins? Yeah, the clip-ins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot of my customers buy it from Ikea, but they're nice. They're still nice. <laughs> yeah, some of them... Some no, of they're them. not. They're shit. I can't stand you know, them. You know what, though? It's better than looking at an epoxy concrete floor. Concrete floor, yeah. And so. it's, it's messy, too. It's dirty, right? So you want to put something on it where you can actually go out and Swiffer and mop it. and then yeah. you Instead of wash it down to your next-door neighbors? Right. Exactly. <laughs> With buckets of water? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And then you got to make sure for height. So obviously there's a a code for that. Another thing that, uh, so my client that I'm actually going to be installing for on Monday, uh, they're looking at a cabana. And wow. now they've got a... On a balcony? A, yeah. But that's the one that's... The 35 by yeah. 14. Yeah, it's pretty big. A cabana. Yeah. I love it. A beautiful one too. He's got to go through the board for approval. He's got to get through insurance and he's got to go through legal. Isn't there safety restrictions with a cabana being so close to a railing on a balcony? And it's all in how it's it's basically installed. You have to be a certain distance away from the railing kind of thing. So you can't climb the cabana to get to the railing to get to the ground real quick. Yeah, not so much that. You don't, like for planters, I, all my planters are up against railings. You just got to make sure that your children are not climbing the planters. How do you deal with such large areas? They've already been waterproof by the corporation, mm-hmm. what do you what do you have to keep in mind when you're placing the new items on top of what they already have existing, or do you have to waterproof that yourself? No, I just basically it's done, and then the the flooring is usually done. The majority of my clients have flooring. I bring in the planter boxes, I bring in all the artificials, I shop with them for the outdoor furnishings. My suppliers deliver, they set it all up. So there's it's very systematic. And I try to start that early in the process, especially when I know when all the you know suppliers are going to come in to complete their jobs. So when it comes to good. furniture, what kind of furniture should we be looking at? I mean, we are so familiar. Really nice furniture. Well, what kind though? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what really nice furniture is, but I'm talking about more for the listeners and everybody else. I'm trying to get an idea. Yeah. What would you be recommending for furniture wise? Yeah. What so should we be looking at regarding the structure of the the piece and also the fabric? of mm-hmm. what you're sitting on, right? Because yeah. sometimes I've sat on certain landscape furniture mm-hmm. and I'm not a robot. I bend and there's certain things that I can do mm-hmm. that I don't I don't feel comfortable on. It's almost right. like I'm waiting for the doctor on some of these pieces, right? Wow. So yeah. they're not. They're 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 <laughs> crappy. So what what should we be looking for when it comes to furniture? So I take my clients shopping. Okay. So and that's that's another thing. It's that's an important piece because so we all have, you know, our leg span, right? So you're sitting down on the couch and sometimes it's too, you're too, your, your legs are not like mine would be, not be touching the floor sort of thing. So you want to make sure the client is sitting in it 
there's also different firmness on the, the actual cushions. And then we, color is huge. You have to make sure that the client loves the color too. So Should firmness, we stay away from black? No, I love navy blue. I've ha- I have clients who have black. And royal blue is nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful stuff. The so, only reason I bring up the black is because it's going to fade a lot faster no, depending this, on... So it has to be umbrella material. Yeah. Okay, not the polyester. And, okay. uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people go shopping on, you know, uh, certain sites... Yeah, we won't name them. Yeah, so you know, Amazon? it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> no. See, that's we are clueless. Uh. No, so it's you know, it's just it's important to have umbrella because if you if it you do decide to go in and you forget about it, when and it rains or you get you know droppings or wine on your that never you, happens. No, so. no, and it's crazy how expensive pillows are. Like, yeah, we have an L couch. I had to buy pillows, and almost every single piece was a hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. That's and, cheap. Yeah, and, and you're like, you buy 12 pieces, <laughs> but you're, you're at 1200 bucks already. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's cheap. That's why I'm laughing. You no, think, but I'm just saying. You that, think that's expensive for a pillow outdoor? It are, depends, you talking, it depends are you actually on the talking area. about the cushion that the, inserts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually inexpensive. See, I usually go to DOT, but that's probably like amateur level. What, what's yes. a better place you to say shop it, Liz, at? Just say it. I like umbrella material. I got a number of suppliers. I can uh, definitely let you know about. Who are they? Some of my favorites are Inside Out. I love Inside Out. I know them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also work with um, Protégé as well. Ard is another for high end. Uh, Fresh has got some really, I'm working on a design right now that uh, she went and shopped at Fresh. So yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, opportunity out there for for uh, competitively pricing. People are spending a lot of coin huh, on outdoors, especially during yes. these COVID days, right? They're realizing that their backyard is terrible. Uh, yeah, even before. You're yeah. right, because people are spending more time at home than they need yeah. to get out. Yeah. That's their personal yeah. space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Desk space, you know, got the Wi-Fi out there. You know, it's perfect. It's You really want it. There is a difference to your psyche from inside and out. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Huge, huge. Do you separate the two in design when you're doing the two? Like, do you the, look at the inside and try to match it to the outside or do you just give it a different space? Yeah, no, no, no. I usually um, pull from the interior. So My, it flows through. Yeah, really, it's, that's really important. So you're kind of, you know, selecting certain colors. My, the client that I'm working with on, for installation on Monday, they decided it's a, more of a gray base, so their their actual couch is gray, but they did red, bright red cushions. Cool. And but everything else is black, so I got them to purchase the black dining table, and I've got gunmetal planter boxes, and then that's the green. It's very. It sounds eclectic, but their couch inside is red. They just bought a sexy couch. Wow. That's beautiful. We got to take a little break on a segment. And that is Carlito. Building code talk with Manny. (laughs) You know, it's nice that I can train monkeys. eh? (laughs) Uh, I love banana. (laughs) I'm a monkey too, man. Trust me. I'm a monkey. Liz, uh, let's talk about railings. Ontario building code. What is the minimum height requirement for a Ontario building code railing? I knew you were going to ask me that question. Really? Then you know the answer <laughs> then. But I've got more questions. What is the minimum between spindles? What is the maximum regarding the floor of the balcony or the deck to the bottom underside of the of the railing? I want to know Can all these. Can you just ask me three questions? I know. I, I want to know all of them. You start okay. to behave like me. So nope, let's, start, let's start. What's the minimum uh, railing height? Okay, 43? 42. 
42. I'm okay. actually I'm actually 48, but it's 42. <laughs> <laughs> What's the maximum from the deck surface to the underside of the railing? The deck surface to the underside of the railing. It's that be gap where, where your feet go. Maximum is four inches. Four yeah. inches. Oh, okay. And then what's the maximum depth or sorry, spacing between railing spindles? If you can't put your head through. Um, it's a baby's head, but there's some yeah. big babies out yeah, there. I would say probably two and a half. Four. Four. And That's we've had a problem mass. with this question before. Why? What, what problem? Well, with when it comes to uh, rod iron. No, hang on a sec. First of all. It's illegal in Ontario building code. I'm not talking about British code, British Columbia building code. Because okay. I know we've had so many clients have asked for aircraft cable horizontal railing setups. That's only states. And that's illegal here in Canada. Yeah. Or I, not, sorry, in Canada. In Ontario, it's illegal. Right. It's legal from what I know in BC. But this podcast is not in BC. So. But because everyone's listening worldwide, we want to make sure we cover sure, a we lot wanna, of ends. But these are the basic requirements regarding railings yeah. and picket height, railing height, and spacing. And that's the reason mm -hmm. why. So... Okay, that, that was building code talk with Manny. So we are speaking to Liz from at GTA Condo Decor on Instagram and Sapphire Landscape and Interior Design Inc. on LinkedIn and also on Facebook. Please give her a follow on LinkedIn or a request, I should say. We're we're connected on LinkedIn, right? Yes, we yeah, are. We are. That's for totally yeah. For legal, you got, are we? Carlito doesn't even know what LinkedIn oh, is. Every, every <laughs> oh, every contractor should God. be on LinkedIn. No, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Can you please say that again to Carlito? Every contractor. And it's such a phenomenal community and serious people. Well, it's funny you say that because the, the customer is very much different than an Instagram customer. Right. Like they, no, it's they, not that. It's the mindset of what you present is yes. different They're than a little the Instagram. Bit, it's a different character, different personality. Like totally, it really is. No, I, so if you gonna, get work from linked, they're very you know blue collared and up. You know, I just find I get that, a lot of inquiries on LinkedIn, right? I'm not really shopping on LinkedIn to get work. I'm just getting more inquiries, mm -hmm. right? I think I get more DMs and questions about how to build things on Instagram. But inquiries are on LinkedIn. But I, I agree with you, Liz, that mm -hmm. LinkedIn, every contractor should be. I told this back in no, the podcast. No, but you've been talking about whatever. It, everyone should be on LinkedIn. You've, you've mentioned yes. that. It's really changed your business. So yes. Yeah. You can imagine how much it's changed yours. Yeah. And it's it's the support. So that's another thing. You get a lot of support. You get to display your, your photos that are on Instagram. Yeah. But you get really good feedback. And then you're all of a sudden, you're hitting people who are not on the other platforms. Yes. And it, that's key because not everybody's on the platform. So I love it. I, I love it. I actually. think contractors are a little afraid of LinkedIn uh, just because they think of it's more stuffy, more corporate, more business. No, you're they, right. You are. But I noticed that as soon as LinkedIn on, on your mobile device started offering up kind of yeah. thank you and little bubbles and mm. little gifs or whatever, all mm. kinds of stuff like that. I'm like, they're tapping into, they're, they're trying to cross over the mm -hmm. Twitters and the Instagrams right. and the Facebooks and get them on there because they saw the value in that. And that's when LinkedIn grew. Yes. dramatically Completely. because they opened up a huge construction market yeah there was a lot of designers on there but not a huge amount of con construction and now i think construction is going to link yeah. i think it saying i mean you guys are taking care of your own your spaces for someone like me i'm just so busy i can't even keep up with the homework that i have to have for manny for this podcast sometimes what i'm trying to say is you need to hire someone sometimes to get to know who you are and do some work for or you. engage with them 
on LinkedIn and ask them questions. If you have the time. No one one can see your hand. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you something, Carlito. You you can hire, and I'm not disrespecting any marketing company that does the social media. I'll do that. It's your baby. It's your personal touch. Yeah. You can actually upload, and you have LinkedIn attached to that platform. So there's either you're going LinkedIn and you're, you're adding it to your Instagram. So it's covering all your platforms. One post will hit three platforms. And that's for someone that really does care for it. I'm just saying there, there are, I know a lot of builders, they don't even care about Instagram. They don't care about any of these platforms Mm -hmm. they are doing so well. They should, but if they want to, sometimes people convince them to go outside of their normal thinking. And I'm just saying, if you don't really care about it that much, but you should, it's sometimes it's okay to hire someone as long as they, yeah. as long as you trust that person to see your vision. Exactly. And trust is huge. And you, ha- you have to have the oversight f- uh, with that marketing team to make sure that they're doing the right job. Many always says properly. the brand is the most important part. Exactly. And if they don't understand your brand. They're not going to get your message right. Exactly. Yeah. Who always says that? Many. <laughs> Am I speaking for you again? <laughs> it's all about the brand. All right, let's get back to Liz. I want to talk more about balconies and landscaping. And how is it being a woman in a landscaping world? That's fine. It's actually fine. I um. No morons. No. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Found one. <laughs> okay, we won't. We won't name. That's why names. I've narrowed down my book of business here. <laughs> you know what? And I actually, I do like that you've done that. I really, and I've told this to other contractors too. It's like. Learn to say no mm-hmm. and just, yeah. and you, and I, I've always said this where you really need to find your circle of construction. And I never want to use the acronym for that because that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is you need to find your, your circle and understand who is a part of your business, who has the same mindset, who do you want to work with? Who do you want to learn from? Mm-hmm. Because the more that we engage with other people in this industry, they will share, they will give you. And it's like today on the job site, I had a guy on Instagram just reach out to me. Can I stop by? I want to talk, pick your brain here. Here's a thought. What do you think of anyway? That's what this industry is about. Yes. And the more we can do that and we can pick and choose who we want to be in our circle of construction, mm-hmm. the better we're going to be and the more successful we're going to be. I yeah. think there's something else that's really important. And I mean, yes, everything that you guys are talking about is definitely important, but I like to leave a little bit of competition in my trades. If they know they're going to get the job, and we talked about this many times. Oh, many, I agree with you. If they know they're going to get the job, the first, second, and third job are always fantastic. And after that, it kind of slows down. So mm-hmm. they need to be competitive and they need to know that they're not going to get it every time mm-hmm. unless they do what they're saying and are they're, they're reasonable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think and that's also important part of it. But team. you tender your jobs, right? Like you're still looking at your guys and you're offering up the ones that you think are good and they're yes. submitting their quotes. And it's my brand. Yeah. So I have to protect my brand. And I that's the discussion that I have. So I got to make sure, you know, guys... Just to be clear, we all have contracts as well. I drafted contracts for each, each one. Well, not not so much contracts, but we have it in writing mm-hmm. um, as far as what the expectations are. Because I'm in that corporate world, I know what my expectation is. So I'm constantly monitoring too. So timelines is key. Respect to that client. Getting back to my client. I've had I've lost a job because the quote was done, but there was no follow through. It was submitted. It was reviewed, yeah. But then the client asked for more information, and no, it wasn't no. followed up. No, no. The the client, yeah, didn't hear back from the contractor. What was the miscommunication? What happened? Forgot. Okay. Yeah. Um, it happens. It happens. Do you? This is a pretty touchy subject. It's always been some kind of conversation about this. 
How do you feel about contractors speaking to your clients mm -hmm. without you around? Or would you oh. rather have them speak through you? No, absolutely. So it's a give and take because I don't, I don't have all the knowledge in the construction side. So, and, but I'm always learning from them. So I go to every meeting with them as well. Uh, you know, it's usually the first, first few meetings, you know, on site when, when they're measuring it up, I'm there in case there's questions that I may have. I do it for multiple quotes too. So I'm doing it times two times three sometimes. So it's making sure that the client is comfortable in the process. They have to trust the contractor. So it's not always through me. Then I'll give them, uh, I'm arm's length sort of thing. It's like, okay, now you guys, can you deal? Like we're working on a, a big uh, backyard right now. Fence has to be done. Complete landscape construction, pergola. Now I know when to kind of shift it back to the contractor and then they communicate on email and I had to get an architect involved as well. One of the problems I've always had is, and even with my own guys working on sites is that I, we already have a contract with the homeowner and then the guys will do extras before they finish the project that they're already finishing. How do you work with them doing extras or change orders? That's all on them. So that's the contractor and the client. So if there's extras they need to communicate, they'll adjust their billing as well. So, so they work through the customer, they don't go through you? No, okay. not at all. It's all done, so it's, it's, it's not piecemeal, but I bring in the client or the contractor has me assigned to their job and I'm kind of walking through the process um, and then I'm going furniture shopping while that construction's being done. So that's another key thing is you don't want the construction done and it's finished and they can't utilize it because there's no furniture or they're putting their old <laughs> furniture back on, which you don't want to happen. Never happens with me. It did initially when I started in back in 2016. And then I caught on to it going, we need to, here's the timeline. So, and I, ha I do a design plan and in the design plan is the timelines. It's just basically working through. So, and then I'm keeping in touch with my contractor Okay, how you doing? I know we had a lot of rain. Where are you at? Sort of thing, so on and so forth. So. You mentioned earlier that you present the contractor to the client and then they trust the contractor. Mm -hmm. But what if you present your two or three that your selects and they're not really feeling that trust? What is it the contractor is doing that's not making them trustworthy? That's happened many times. So what are yeah. they doing as a result yeah. that's making that? Uh, no, and I don't think it's so much for them. It's just the sometimes the job won't go through. Joe and I from STC. We're following up to see what's going on. We quoted two years ago. Still ongoing. No, no. Uh, kind of just a gap in the, uh, not discussion, but more the decision-making process because it's neighbor thing. No construction done as of yet. Two beautiful properties we're waiting. So yeah. So now it's up to me. Follow up. Get the ball rolling again. But what yeah, about, and there has been follow-up in the last two years, obviously. What about just in general? Like, What are the contractors not doing right that's making them not trustworthy? I haven't really had that. No, they're no, all good. No, because you present I, I them. Keep, yeah, I keep all like even if they don't get the the work, I follow up. Uh, my last uh, one where I had two contractors go out and quote, he ended up getting his brother to help him out. You know, oh, he wanted to no. save some money, right? <laughs> yeah. But it worked out or not work out? Um, he'll probably look at it into the future for more of a full-on construction. Yeah. So right now they're just you know especially with COVID, the wife was laid off and yeah, certain variables and factors can play a part too. How are you dealing with your clients like regarding COVID? How are you dealing with them? I can only assume that more and more clients want to come outside 
want to do things outside, want to set up. Nobody's buying plane tickets anytime soon. No, full protocol. So, you know, I discuss with the client. First of all, some are, you know, they have a protocol, mask, gloves, which is fine. But I can't work outside with a mask and gloves. So once I'm outside, I make that clear to the client. I need to, um, yeah, take it off. And then uh, other clients, well, we're fine. You know, so as long as I'm, I'm good and they're good, but I have to pr- protect my interests too. So. Is there a shift in the landscape design as a result of this? Are they? I know a lot of people are doing outdoor kitchens now, and they're mm-hmm. they're love it. They're bringing their spaces yeah. outside, which mm-hmm. are amazing. So, are they doing things differently, or no? No, absolutely same. Just every everyone, I think, balcony design more so has increased just because they need that extra space. To that get they out. never realized how yeah. important that space was. Yeah, that space is really key for them. Yeah. And so that's, I'm really busy in that arena for sure. And landscape construction, I think I have about three right now on the go. What do you guys do with, and this is kind of like a two part question. Um, <laughs> you're getting rid of all that furniture. Do you donate it? You're not just throwing that in the, like, because I always, no, like, to talk about, I always like to talk about environment and friendly mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, donating. So what happens when you are changing the design of the, the balcony veranda? Pretty much majority of my clients don't have anything on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh so we're slate. starting, yeah, fresh slate. We're starting from scratch, doing the design plan, and then we go shopping and I install. Are you thinking green when you're environmentally friendly for the birds and like just for yeah. the environment? Are you doing More that? More so on the landscape, the backyards. Okay. Yeah. It's so ensuring that you know we're going to get butterflies and i do all the plant material too so i do the selection with the plant material because i got a number of suppliers a lot of milkweed yeah (laughs) yeah who do you like to deal with so i've got a number for kentucky bluegrass it's uh oh my gosh on highway 48 48 aurelia area no, no, it's Markham. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, country boy here was getting excited for a moment. I was. If you need good, good grass, that's where I'll, I'll send you the. Oh, I know the a few info. places in downtown Toronto that I, get uh, really good grass. Perfect. <laughs> He's talking about a different kind of grass. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, and then plant material, I shop everywhere. Bradford Greenhouse, Sheridan. It just depends. There's so many I've little local. Bradford. Have you heard of Bradford? Hey, just depends. What do you mean? Good Just, landscaping name. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where is Bradford? Bradford. Uh, north of the city. North of Newmarket. No, no. Uh, okay. I've never yeah, been to that one. Right, yeah, right on uh, Young Street. Okay. All the way cool. up. That one's a really good one. I really like them. Service is really good, too. There's different places that I go to. Uh, it's, it could be a mom and pop place right at the corner. There's one on Gerard. Oh, my gosh. Love their hydrangeas. Yeah. Gerard and what? Uh, Gerard and near just uh, east of Parliament. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What's okay. the name of that one? It's uh, Jay's. Jay's. Yeah. Giving little, away trade secrets. No, I, just, no, I want to <laughs> find out. Well, store. I, she's the professional, so I want to find out where she's getting her stuff from. Yeah. So then I, that's how Lots you, of nice yeah. stuff. Yeah. What are the simple, uh, real plants that you like to leave for your homeowners in high rise? Oh, see, that's that's a tough thing because the majority are all artificial. Wow. I would say probably 5% uh, have asked for real, and but they have to take care of it. So if they're watering every day, then uh, yeah, they're, they're and they, they usually don't go back to it the next year. So the next year they're installing artificial. 
Because you already know that they're going to yeah. be toast. That's they yeah. won't even survive the season. <laughs> they're going to no. be toast. They're going to be sun, toast, man. Yeah, That's too much sun. Yeah, and they're not around. They're not around to to uh, water. Typically, people that live in high rise, they're either in the gym or traveling. I mean, that's typically Absolutely. the life, right? Yeah. What we haven't really spoke about was lighting. <laughs> yeah, so you just stereotype people that live in a condo. I have a lot of friends that live in condos, and they're all and either I'm, gym I'm refer- or traveling. I'm, yeah, that's so what I'm referencing. So hang on a sec. The gyms are all closed. And yeah. nobody's no, traveling. people are on bicycles. The people yes. are still jogging, rollerblading. Uh, I have a lot of people that live in, a lot of my friends live in high rise. Yeah, um, I do. I just find that people that have homes more cottagey uh, mm-hmm. and people with high rise buildings, they, they kind of typically travel more and they spend more time outside, even though they don't have the storage for all the equipment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, have so you what, seen Lakeshore? Oh my I gosh. Have. Holy cow. <laughs> Trying to navigate that whole area. So what are you doing about lighting and what are the bylaws in high rise buildings Ooh, about lighting? Lighting. lighting. And Lighting's, power to these Yeah, as long areas. as you got a plug, you're fine. So it's just, you know, for the flooring, it's just the pop-up lightings that um, the installer will, will place. I like candlelight. So I do either artificial lighting. Sometimes I've done where I've got a electrician to come in and he's rewired the whole thing installed through the planter boxes. So now my artificials have lighting too. It's really pretty. And how are the buildings dealing with that? Uh, yeah, obviously they got to get approval for sure. Is for that, lighting? Is you that, still got to get approval for lighting? Yeah, if you're going to split, if you're going to split. What do you mean split? Yeah, your wires. If you're splitting wires, you got you to get approval. Yeah. I, wait, but I, otherwise, I'm, if it's just plug-in, you don't need approval. I'm, I'm lost here. For she a means like hardwiring it in. Yeah. Yeah, so you would have... It's just an electrician, man. Well, uh, buildings aren't set up for that. You can still got to put now. Got to put a pony panel in there. So that's a, a main yeah. shut off or outside. Really, it's got to be. It's got to be separate. It's a totally different dwelling, right? Similar to gas line. And I know a lot of buildings don't like after ten o'clock. You can't make noise. You can't have bright lights. Yeah. What's so the eleven? What, I think it is. What are you seeing in in high rises? I have a work like. So you, typically I can show up at seven mm-hmm. if, I, if I don't make any noise and the customer's up, but Five typically they're not. Typically my homeowners and condos, mm-hmm. I should say my condo owners, mm-hmm. they don't let me in until nine, 10 o'clock. Right. They're usually business people or, mm-hmm. you know, office people and they don't get out of the house until nine or 10. They mm-hmm. won't let me in. And then I can only work until five, but sometimes I push until seven if it's quiet. Well, you can work as long as it's quiet. You're not disturbing anyone. I'm just right. hearing all these reasons why I don't like condos, and I've only ever no, renovated but I, one. But condos mm-hmm. can be really fun because uh, you can charge a little bit more because nobody wants to do them. Is that mm-hmm. true? Well, there, it's a lot more effort, so you do have to book out the elevator. You have to be efficient. Yeah, you and definitely. So and before not, even my driver comes with all my stuff, I'm already at the property sorting through. So that I don't waste a half an hour of his time. Well, if you think homeowners are worried about what's going on in someone else's backyard, in buildings, they don't have anywhere to go. Some of the, some of the older people and mm-hmm. they'll just pick at you and try to cause trouble. And you've got to be so diplomatic and mm-hmm. you've got to keep the, you know, the, whoever's at the front desk, you know, the security and mm-hmm. management happy. And it's, it's a really juggling act in high yeah, rise, right? Absolutely. For sure. It's even harder than I think residential. Oh yeah. It's three times longer than going, walking into backyard. Yeah. You have to be patient and understanding Mm -hmm. and shut up a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Is that diplomatic? I hate condos, man. I can't stand condos. No, you gotta love condo life. No, they're, the rules suck, in my opinion. That's no, but there's... For all these rules that you guys just explained right I now. I know, but condos are, are 
being reinvented right now yeah. you know they're not that lofty feeling anymore like uh, i'm getting into more in styrofoam crown moldings and coffered for high-rise buildings and it, it's it's interesting to see how condos are changing to look mm -hmm. more like homes now instead yeah. of condos or lofts do you prefer right? your condo clients or your home clients oh i like them both yeah, yeah. they're so much fun and it, you know what it's very similar very similar you're still sourcing you're still shopping with them uh, you're still giving them some ideas and yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good process for both. Yeah, for sure. You do a lot of pools. What kind of pools are you guys doing that clients are asking for? I have not done a lot of pools, but I have quote, I have had my contractors quote on, on uh, a few. Yeah. That depends on the design. That's usually, I have a landscape designer that does the drawings for that or an architect. I've always been a fan of black line pools, but most clients don't want to do black line pools. That I can't answer. Really? That's the reason why? <laughs> because somehow you think a shark got into the it's pool? It's Jaws, dude. It's Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look into the darkness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would drown just before I get in the water. My, my wife has a little From turtle. Anxiety. and And he always goes for the blackness. And she's like, why is he always going for the dark spots? I'm like, he likes the darkness. <laughs> He probably uh, loves Jaws, too. He does. <laughs> Liz, can you help us? How would you decorate? How would you design a small balcony? Like small. Small, yeah. I've done small. And how would you do it? Couple, yeah. balcony, they live there. How would you decorate it? They yeah. want to have that space. They want to use that space. Yeah. How would you do it? So the most important thing is that they actually be are able to get out and sit. So you find, even if you can find a little bit wider seat, um, and I've, I've done really small. Um, and then a little table because they need to put their drinks down Yes. and then you can utilize lighting just through a candle, you know, plant, not a, like a, what artificial candles? No, just, yeah. Uh, no, no. Lanterns. Uh, uh, no, lanterns, your lanterns. Okay. Right. And then you you just put in your, your candles, either you go artificial or you go real. So that's, and then you, that's it. Three pieces. That's all you need. For a very flooring wise, what would you do to get rid of that concrete? Because I agree yeah. with you. Listen, I'm Portuguese and I love concrete, but I don't love concrete that much. <laughs> so well, how would you change the concrete? Yeah, they usually so it depends on the budget. Flooring's a little bit more expensive. Would you get those stupid squares from IKEA? Well, no, I have I have suppliers. So I work with a number of companies that install the flooring. So outdoor floors. Would you ever tile porcelain two foot by two foot? So you gotta make sure your drainage is there. So I'm actually looking at that for my balcony because I love tile. What so, do you mean a drainage? Aren't they all sloped towards? Well, the, building corporations have different. Here we go. The, honestly, <sighs> you don't own your balcony. No. I know you don't own it. And that's their space. Even the outside of your door in a high-rise building is theirs. It's not yours. So you have to be careful how you decorate it and so treat it. So if you were to lay tile on top of the concrete surface, isn't it already sloped to the edge of the concrete or no? No, you can't lay tile because then if you clog it up. So some people, for example, put carpet down. Don't put carpet down because it causes molding and, you know, so don't do that. Well, it also rots out what people don't understand. And you should know this, you know, yeah. it rots out rebar and it changes the chemistry of the, carpet? the concrete. Yeah. yeah. The moisture stays and it starts to just fall apart. Why would yeah. you put carpet on the outside? So just because it's a, you know, they just roll it out and it covers the concrete. But the best thing to do is go with that type of flooring, whether you go through someone, a company that does it like uh, candy flooring sort of thing, 
or Ikea or Home Depot, you know, so you can go so many different routes for price point. I've done it so many times where I've always just used a thermary and they've got the clip system, which is basically a better version of that Ikea thing. Yeah. And they got longer lengths. Or yeah, that's totally different. Or I though. actually yeah. take it and I make it into my own squares or I'll do a chevron or I'll do a spine, but I'm still elevated on some sort of plastic material. Yeah. So then when it snows, it rains, yeah. it still breathes. It still airs, yeah. right? Yeah, so actually I need, so I'm going to be doing that for mine and I want to, I want the longer strips. So yeah. the suppliers don't have it so i i've been searching for the i know a few people perfect um another <laughs> thing is because i do a lot of high rise i see epoxies going down with silica that so they don't no slip sense. that makes no and, sense and uh rubber coatings and you can do that the condo board's got no problem as long with that. as you pass it by the building and the building approves it mm -hmm. then you're good to go yeah. but that's typically the the 101 when it comes to that space the waterproofing is the most important part mm -hmm. two is the electrical for yeah. for me dealing yeah, with customers for and then, sure then everything else is a breeze, right? Yeah. Get it? Yeah. A breeze in the balcony? <laughs> <laughs> a real breeze. It, Sometimes a really breeze. Yeah. Really if you, big if breeze. you have to explain the joke, it's not really a funny <laughs> joke. Uh, That's all I'll say. See, but it's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. So two tables, a place to put their drinks or maybe, maybe their dinner, small, quiet, candle some artificial light. candle mm -hmm. or a real candle, mm -hmm. but it should be a lantern because obviously there's going to be winds and then some sort of flooring material. Yeah, and, and then a planter box. So a planter box. Yeah, and then they can pop in an artificial or a natural, natural flower. That's nice. Yeah, drapery, and that's cozy. anything like that, or you don't get any kind of funkiness like chandelier, nothing. No, you can't. You can't again Unless with the condo you, thing. You can no, no. You can hook up from the. You plug it in. Mm -hmm. You can hook it, and then if you want it, like a candle. If you can drill into it. Yeah. If you can drill into <laughs> it. Again, you need a permit for that. Mm. or a pass from the management corporation. Ask me how many condos I've worked on. Yeah, I know, but Manny, you know what? There's there's a lot of beauty to it. There's not a lot of guys doing it. And when I get to go, when I get to get into a building, I get all, you know, 200 units or 2,000 units because nobody's doing the work. And it's not just about doing the work. It's it's about building a relationship with the board. And yeah. once, you, once you have that trust, mm -hmm. you get all kinds of work. Yeah, and a lot of my clients are board members. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that balcony 45 feet long. <laughs> that never happens, uh -huh. huh? What what's the new thing in, in verandas and condos? Like what, what are you what are you seeing that's like the modern everything? Like everybody's doing it. Everyone loves the fire feature. Right? So, so can you put a fire feature on a balcony on a condo? Yeah, Alcohol. So pro providing right? no 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 no. Uh, some yes, but providing you have the ability to put the propane tank or run the gas line. A lot of my clients have gas lines, which is wow. phenomenal. You still need to have the the screen or whatever, the the half circle. Craft yeah. Thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And uh, that's for multiple reasons, safety and stuff. Yeah. Insurance. There's a lot of nice actually um, fire features that have the the glass bits in it. Oh, mm -hmm. it's beautiful and it glimmers at night yep. and it's really. I've sharp. seen them. They are yeah. nice. Manny has the fake one with the fan with the colors and the light. It just blows <laughs> the material. So Liz, you actually yeah. see that the light is on, and that light belongs to bullshit from Carlito. <laughs> no one can see that, but they can hear it. <laughs> That's why I'm describing it. No, I've seen those, and there's a, what is it, uh, Deco, Decor, Decor, Concrete Company. Oh, you're talking uh, Deco, yeah. De yeah, so they Deco. make the fire pits, they make those different kinds and different concrete finishes. They also do concrete panels, so I know those fire pits are approved for yeah. backyard use, because they sure. have the screens and everything yeah. like that. And, and you can either do a tank or a hardwired gas line. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the other suppliers, the furniture places, they sell not deco, but, uh, and that's price point. So every client has a budget. 
it could be double in price in certain fire Oh, features. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to ask something. Have you done any radiant heat on a balcony yet? <laughs> radiant heat? No. Just under, on the floor underneath the carpet or anything? Nothing. No, 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 no. Just asking, just asking. That'd be interesting. Yeah, well, That'd she's already approved. She's already running connections into power sources so anything's endless with her yeah because your clients are very eccentric it's it's like you don't get that kind of size or that kind of option to run power out there in mo most buildings right right most high rises and the and the plug you may only be you know left with one plug that's it and it's all the way at the other end of the balcony well, there's a way to get a plug out there without approval <laughs> <laughs> yeah take it in and take it out every day <laughs> uh, okay let's hang on a sec we gotta do another segment we're gonna be doing green book talk with who manny with you carlito <laughs> <laughs> see you could train a monkey <laughs> <laughs> when you got monkey you got bananas on the table yeah of course you can we like teasing each other <laughs> no you can <kidding>. tell <laughs> if we're not having fun we're not we're not doing a good job <laughs> what is today's green all book right talk? so i've tried to bring it to a high rise so hang on a sec are you familiar with the green book no you don't know what the green book is i know that's uh Health and safety. Yeah, health and safety. Okay, stuff. regulations that you have to yeah. kind of follow with the, with the permits. It so is on. like about I don't know two inches thick. It's uh, fascinating read. Every contractor <laughs> has to have one. Yes, at I'm the sure job they site do. Or in yeah. their truck. Riveting. Yeah. Information. Anyway, so uh, employer. So this is there's a fine to this, and this is the first fine. Is it a COVID charge? No, because I almost changed. got charged at, at Islington. Oh, let's talk to, about that. For wait, a hang second. on a sec. For what reason? Um, wait, wait, you were in the I was yard to get my dolomite stone. You were in the yard and what you almost got charged because you want, you weren't wearing a mask. Well, no, no, it was, it was a situation where Islington stone, actually they cautioned me because the inspectors or whoever they are, they go around and they patrol. They had already gone there and find six people already <sighs> in the lot. And I was out there picking my dolomite stone and I wasn't supposed to be out of my car. If it's outside of COVID, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to answer. And how much was that fine? A thousand. Wow. Anyways, again, back to green book talk. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to make it political. Okay. No, thank so, you. So employer failing to ensure that workers using suspended work platforms, systems, or boat swains, chairs in train. What the hell? So, any, that? so basically, <laughs> you know what was the only Liz, high rise? Liz, there was a media Liz, release on that. I saw I'm, that. I'm recently. just gonna say, Liz, just pick a number, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's all about high rise. Well, you know what? This is this is uh, all information for contractors that are working yes, in high yeah. rise or in residential, mm -hmm. and these are what we all need to know. Yeah, I so, feel sorry for you guys. Unfortunately, I'm asking you a really crazy question. You might not know. Don't but worry, we've had guests before. I'm just thinking of the swing, you know, the swing off well, the balcony. No, 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 no. We're, talking, we're talking about the bol Some guys call it the Bolson chair. So it's a chair that they do high rise cleaning with. Oh, got it. They, yeah. They go on okay. the outside of the windows yeah. and they clean yeah. or uh, a platform. Right. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. So what do you think the fine would be for that, for the first offense? Okay, first offense? For not being properly strapped in? Employer failing to uh, to use ensure that workers using suspended work platform system or boat swain chairs in trained. So in training, like you have to basically have your training and you have to have your certificate. I'm gonna say ten thousand. Wow. <laughs> You're yeah. harsh. I want to work in your buildings. Harsh. <laughs> harsh. How much is it there, Jim? Uh, first offense, uh, $550. Oh, really? So, so basically if you don't have your training and you're on, on any of these outside stages or chairs, 
But that's a that's a you just saved yourself ninety four hundred dollars. <laughs> well, it's not cents. it's not just you, but I'm saying the guys that are working with you and right. and. and Unfortunately, we're kind of directing this to contractors or people getting into construction. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the closest I can get. We to We just want high guys rate. to be aware that yeah. be a little more safe. I mean, we are getting better in this industry. Mm-hmm. We're totally getting better in this industry, but we want guys to be even be better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Guys are still dying. Guys are still doing stupid mm-hmm. things. And that's I, why I would think it would be a little bit more serious on the fine. Because it's a serious I, thing. I think you would un, you would drive the underground community. That like that's how right. you all well, of a sudden the legal guys wouldn't continue working. Well, mm-hmm. put it this way: they're not going to get in the building or get into to the penthouse or the top floor to be able to put their uh, tie-offs on mm-hmm. if they don't have insurance. But the point is, is that even though they got in, mm-hmm. you can still get fined for not having a license to be on these things. Mm-hmm. And okay. you and may you may have a water problem, and these guys are going to go down in the bolson chair or the scaffold, and they're going to have to waterproof and right. another ordeal. Mm-hmm. And that was Green Book Green Talk, Book Talk with, with me. Carlito. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for participating there, Liz. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I wish I had a prize for you. <laughs> no prizes. Uh, I want to ask you, you ever had a client that's done a bad job and you weren't happy with it? And how do you try to get out of that? Or you always steer them to yeah, better pastures? Yeah, kinda. definitely steer them to better pastures. You mean their taste? Yes. Yeah, no, yes. definitely. It's all in how you explain it and you bring some awareness to them. On um, You know, it could be anything. It could, it could be photos, anything that you can offer them to let them know that uh, this... And I, I have had clients that have... How do you handle you know, it? Yeah, I just give them, you know, my true opinion. That, really? You're yeah, honest about it? Yeah, I'm pretty honest. You know, it's, it's, that's something different. It's me and it could be anything. It, it could be, you know, not suitable for the space as well. So if it's not suitable, then it should, it's not going to fly. That's another thing. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's been some crazy ideas on design. Like what? Can you reveal one, two, three, four, a few? Uh, What's crazy? It could be really old furniture that they want to incorporate into the design and it just doesn't, doesn't look work good at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of move it off politely say it's, this is not working within the design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based on what I know about you people and your decor on the inside and going outside, we should be going down this road instead yeah. of this road. Yeah. That- yeah. And they're, they're usually, you know what, that's it's, it's sentimental to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they can use it in a different area of the house, it's perfect. Do you go shopping with them when you do these things? Yeah, I'm shopping with all my clients. It's really important because they get an understanding of fabric material. They color is key. Even sitting in different types of furniture is really, really key. You may be really tall and the couch is low and you're not comfortable. And I want them to lie down on it. They're going to be on the piece of furniture every day. Very important. How do you feel about the rental shows? <laughs> the rent, I love the runner show. No, that's it. I, I understand yeah. where you're going with that. No, There's no. a lot of designers I on the show. I thought you were talking about your show. My show? No, I don't have a show. No, no. What, what are your thoughts on the rental shows? So I don't. I don't watch the rental shows. To be honest, um, I used to before I started out. Honestly, when you're involved in it, you don't need to watch it. You might pick like I don't know. Maybe one day I'll watch it and and get some ideas. But yeah, no, I actually don't have time to watch the rental shows. You're too busy. Working. Doing both jobs, yeah. yeah. 
how do you separate yourself from your investigations to mm. your design? Dun, yeah. dun, and, dun. and have you ever had to investigate any of your clients? <laughs> no, thank goodness. And it would be total conflict. So I would identify the conflict right away. Um, but you know what? With the What I do is um, it's a pretty intense type of investigation, and it all has to do with fraud, dealing with organized crime as well. Can you speak about this or like? Yeah. A, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be selective on my, but what, what I'm very passionate about is protecting the consumer. The consumer is the most important. They're, auto theft is huge. The construction industry, and I'll give you some stats. So actually, I'll ask you the question there. Yeah, just good. go ahead. Many, go ahead. In, in annually across Canada, construction workers, construction companies deal with a lot of theft. How much do you think? Uh, Dollar-wise, is it Canada-wide? Wow. It's in the billions. So tell me how much it is. I don't know exactly, but it's in the billions. Annually. Uh, annually? Annually. I'd say maybe 10 to 20 billion. For construction Canadian-wide? Do you yeah. have an answer there, Carlito? It's got to be huge because uh, we've got huge outfitting companies that run water and hydro to mm-hmm. us. And, and that's just some talking about some ma- of them. machinery, all this other stuff. Any, that's, any type of theft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. One, one thing I always hear is like homeless guys uh, or people in, that are in shelters are mm-hmm. always collecting metal, copper, aluminum. Mm-hmm. So I hear that a lot on the street. Like I always hear, oh, you got to hide your, you got to hide that because they're going to take number. it for, for metal. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what the number is going to be. Like so, you're right. It's got to be in the billions. Well, it's actually not in the billions, but insurance fraud is in the billions. So just so that you know, no, any type of insurance fraud is in the billions. Wow. For construction, it's actually, Aviva has reported a $45 million. That's in not can, annually. Can, annually, Canada-wide. So in Ontario, it's between 12 and $15 million. But what that's reported. So a lot yeah, of you construction exactly. guys are not reporting. Well, they're not reporting because our premiums are going to go through the roof yeah. and our deductibles are going to go through the so roof. So on the investigation side, what... What I, the area that I'm involved in is actually open source investigations, not covert. We don't do covert surveillance, but so auto theft is really big. So I am very passionate about the issue with auto theft is our vehicles are going off the driveway every day. There's thousands and thousands of vehicles in, you know, Toronto and GTA that are being stolen. We got to protect the consumer and there's ways to actually combat that so that's we're working with a lot of insurance companies on I, that. I would love okay. to hear that because uh, just so you know every single year I get robbed once a year what and I can't even claim it because if I were to claim it I lost over five thousand dollars this year in one wipeout wow. and I watched the guy in my camera I gave it to the police and they never caught the guy never did anything about it but I watched the guy go into my truck twice yeah. not only did he go in once and yeah. break in he went in twice and came back for more stuff and it's, it's so personal, yes. you know, this is, I'm working so hard in this mm-hmm. industry. We're all trying to make a difference in this industry. Mm-hmm. And then we've got scum doing this. Yeah. What, are, it's, what it's are some everything. of the things that, that we can do to avoid this? So what I would suggest is don't leave your tools in the truck. If you can't, if you, if you, if you can bring it into the garage and lock it up, even then, make hard sure. though, at the end of the day, to unloading. I know. Oof. Especially when you guys are driving bigger trucks, but if you got, you know, your pickup truck and I, I know it's, it's heavy work to, but the, first of all, it's a manufacturer's issue. So you got to make sure your bed, so that bed that you have, they, you know, slide the, you know, whatever they do the, the to yeah unlock it. Right. That's the only preventative. So you're not uh, reacting to it. 
you know, so just try and if you can uh, lock up your, your, or even safeguard your, what's that thing called on the truck? The cab? The cab. If see, you can see, safeguard it. Here's my solution. Don't use a pickup truck. And, and I'll tell you like I, in my pickup truck, the, and I, this is like a trade secret, I guess, but I'll say it anyways, because it happens to me all the time. Instead of going through the front window where the alarm will go off, mm -hmm. they smash the back window and it doesn't go off. Yes. And they don't open the door. They jump through the window. I watched the guy leap through like he mm -hmm. was a deer yeah. into my truck yeah. and then hop out like he was like yeah. Batman. So what yeah. other things can they do, Liz? So another thing is, uh, so theft of vehicle is really big right now where the fobs are left at the front door and they've got the relay machine to actually... Open, start your car, your vehicle. Yeah, I've seen, I've okay. been reading a lot yeah. about that. People so, are just so habitual where they come home, yeah. they leave it right here, and all of a sudden people come by and mm -hmm. actually get these signals from you. Right. You should be putting these things in places, different that, places. Yeah, completely remote. And break and enter is even double the amount. So when your home is, you know, broken into, likely your, your spare keys are gone too. You know, it's fine. I found it really interesting that a lot of friends of mine that are not in construction would have house break-ins, but I never did because I was always a pet owner. Mm -hmm. I still have a beware dog sign. Yeah. And I, I call me foolish or whatever, but I think that if you got a criminal walking around, that criminal doesn't want to know if that's a small dog or a big dog. I had a big dog and like over a hundred pound dog and he doesn't allow anyone past the fence. Like he just knows mm -hmm. that's his yard. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm you just get, talking about it, it's, it's going to deter someone from choosing you. Mm -hmm. it, it might deter the amateurs, like the young kids or, but there's crackheads downtown. There's heroin addicts. So the problem and is that hungry. he's downtown in yeah. a really shady. Uh, I'm in the annex. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's university teenagers yeah. up and down the street there, drinking. It's everywhere. And, yeah. It's, it's everywhere. People are walking on our property all the time. Yeah. And, and the, and the disappointing part is, is that from 12 o'clock until six in the morning. So like anything happens between 12 and six, right. it's trespassing. Mm -hmm. But anything after six in the morning before 12 is not trespassing. They have the law on their side. Why are, if I have a fence up and it's four feet, why are you in the, my backyard? Yeah. No, like why should you have the right to that? Exactly. There's gotta be a lot more. I'm actually collaborating with a lot of different sectors right now to close that gap. Yeah. And I can't even claim. So like now when my insurance company says, how much do you carry? I'm like, why does it even matter? I get broken mm -hmm. into so often. I can't claim anything from but you. Carlito, anyways. you should be claiming because you have even your, your evidence from your camera systems is huge. You yeah. Know? They've never done anything for me. Like I've, I've gone through this a few times. So now I just, I just bite it. I say, Hey man, he just got robbed. And he's like, what happened? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I lost and I disconnect from it and I start over again. Right. But that start over really hurts. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's a profit that goes to your child or, yeah. Uh, a renovation in your own home yeah. or a trip yeah and exactly. people just don't realize that at any level anyone contributing like when i hear someone selling stolen equipment get the hell out of here yeah i don't want nothing to do with you mm -hmm. because you're part of the problem and right. anyone buying stolen stuff is part just of the problem, part of the problem. also yeah. absolutely did the investigation come before the landscaping or come before the balcony or no because <laughs> i was doing the decorating uh, while i was working full-time so i always always had that passion for it but uh yeah and then it's kind of some the business took off pretty much in 2016 for both one can be very dark one can be very positive quite yeah. the yin yang yeah definitely <laughs> but you so, know what it's uh, i'm very passionate about protecting the consumer 
so what can we do? Like as contractors, mm-hmm. what can we do? We you can't ask us to offload our gear. No, I know, and I, I, that's that's a that's a huge ask. That's a lot of the, yeah. I, it, it's let's fight with the manufacturers for making better vehicles that can't be stolen. First of all, they build solid beds that you can't break into. Yeah, because I, it's very easy. Very I, easy. I don't to break think into. I don't think that's the problem. For me, the problem is is that I've always spent the money on the locks i have shatterproof glass like i've i've been locked out of my own truck and i've taken my steel toe boots and tried to smash the glass Mm -hmm. and it's unless you have that spark plug or whatever else you're using Mm -hmm. to to smash in the insurance company just lifts up your premium they just say oh well you know what you've been broken to every single year you've got to pay for this and it's it's a lose lose for me it's never like the insurance company the only thing they're providing is taking my money I don't, I don't feel like I'm ever getting anything back because it costs me if I do claim. Each scenario, that's a, it's a really touchy because I've been in the business for 26 years in insurance. So I see your point of view and I see their point so of view. So what would you recommend Just, to him? Because my thought is put your vehicle in a better place. Sometimes you don't have that option, man. No. Yeah. But, yeah. So I'm downtown then, Toronto. So, my, so then my, my vehicle's only fit in so every many Every single year. I know. Well, that, I do. I've accepted that. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate part, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got to get better as a community as well. So when we see individuals that don't really fit in and they're out late at night and other people, you know, could witness something, we got to step up as a community, honestly, to protect one another. People are afraid. Yeah. And that's where we don't need to be afraid. We need to actually protect. And that goes with every sector. So you've got construction locations. Everyone's got to watch out. You know, you get a random walking in, you got to step up and ask them, what are you doing here? They've got to be approached. They've got to be, yeah, deal with them. And I think a lot of people don't realize this, and this is for the guys listening that are doing this kind of crap. You get restless sleeps. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 like wait, wait, when wait. I go to, when wait. I go to, when You're I go to bed. Someone who listens to a podcast is actually stealing. They know somebody, this, this whole industry and we're trying to make a change in it and just mm-hmm. us having this conversation hopefully someone hears this and they realize that this is affecting like i'm a contractor and when i can't sleep at night because i'm paying attention to every sound because i don't know when my truck's going to be broken mm-hmm. into i'm not sleeping well so too. my thought is your truck needs to be parked in a better more visible covered with cameras space more cameras safety. don't help. work yeah i know but i'm just saying Alarms the more don't you help. can do i engrave all every single tool of mine right yeah, it's I just know, like but every little thing you can do you can also register all your tools you can have all that stuff until so you can get that they do like keep doing more and more things what i'm hearing from you is that you're parking your van in the exact same spot every single night i don't have a choice i'm going home uh, but for example, I called Hilti today to get something repaired. Finally, something broke after like five or six years. It was just a stupid piece. And they asked me for the code. And they knew exactly who I was because I bought that tool. Right. And it was good to hear and know that they knew that that was my tool. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't get into with them is, what do you do when you see that that doesn't match the person's name? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good start, so right? So that's where the, the community, so when I'm talking community, everyone noticed something a little bit red flagish. They've got to step up and say, wait a second, who are you? These are the things that I think as a community, we're not really protecting each other. Yeah. They're ginger times right now. You tell somebody, Hey, what are you doing in my neighborhood? They're like, what's your business? I'm like, Oh, well you are walking on the street. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. But I'm, I'm just saying it's sometimes it's pretty obvious. Hang on a sec. Liz, did you Google or investigate us before you got here? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they found out I was the most handsome guy around. <laughs> so you went to sometimes his, you, you gotta do what you gotta. You went to his Wiki, Wikipedia page, right? Which he edits every single night. <laughs> All right, so you gotta do something. I don't know. You, I, I've heard about it. Trust me, man. It sucks. L- listen, it man. Sucks. This, this is what it comes down to. You, we know that with this whole COVID, people are now losing spaces. People are working from at home. Mm. Uh, these rental areas are going to become a lot cheaper. You and me spoke about getting our own shop and doing some really cool things for the future upcoming. We did. Today, we even <laughs> talked about getting our own space. If I had my own space, that'd be fantastic. But at the same time, you can't have a junkyard dog anymore in the backyard. You're not allowed to leave a dog back there anymore. Where When I was growing up, there would be two mm-hmm. crazy dogs in the back. And if you jumped that fence, your leg was gone. Yeah. And nobody complained about it. Yeah. And that deterred a lot of people. I wasn't yeah. saying that. I'm just saying that as simple as doing a little thing like beware dog sign may deter. That's all I'm saying. Just yeah. Why don't you make a grocery list of little things that you can do? That I, ha- I have all those may- grocery lists. Okay, to yeah. deter. So I'm just saying that. Honestly, when they want something or they see something that sparkles in their eye, they just take it, man. Mm-hmm. And they'll take your whole truck. My whole truck was stolen one time. That's terrible. And I'm like, where's my truck? Yeah, that's terrible. Six months later, after they paid me half of what it was worth, they're like, <laughs> oh, we found your truck. And I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> His Google search must have been interesting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz, thank you very much. We have one last segment, but I just want to do another... Uh, you find you at, at GTA Condo Decor yes. on Instagram. Sapphire Landscape and Interior Design Inc. on LinkedIn and Facebook. Right. Nothing to do with the investigation. We can't find you. You find us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So our last segment is ah, something. Yes. What? 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 <laughs> Are you ready, is, Manny? This, this was not on the, I, I guess when I started connecting with you, this was not on you. So it was a little bit of a surprise, but I think you'll do fine. I think you'll do fine. I think she'll do fine. Uh, she'll do amazing. I don't know. Wait if a you, second. This is, this is the is 10 questions oh, by yeah. Manny. <laughs> you're frightening her. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with James Lipton, and he had a show called The Inside the Actor Studio. Nope. Where he would interview actors and producers and directors of film. I have a film background, so I used to okay. watch the show all the time. Okay. I've based these 10 questions off of that question list okay. that he had, but I've made them construction related. There's no right or wrong. These are your questions. What is your favorite <laughs> construction word? Construction word? High performance. What is your least favorite construction word? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Least. Gosh. What's the one word you do not like hearing? Unhappy customer. Uh, I know it's not construction. No, no, no. no. That's, that's no, no. fine. What turns you on in construction? Oh, fantastic job. A fantastic job. Like we're talking smiles everywhere. What turns you off in construction? Ah, dirty work site. Nice. Interesting. I like her already. I agree with you. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I think these 10 questions are always going to make every single show explicit. (laughs) Um, What construction sound or noise do you love? (laughs) That I like? Uh, No, that you love. What construction sound or noise do you love? I think it's that. The jackhammer. Really? A breaker. Oh my God. Really? I would never think that. Honestly, why do you like that? I don't know. It's just like progress. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, that one that you used on your Instagram today. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Which one? That, the, cha- the the blade going through the picture. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that that blue poster. Oh my gosh, that drove me nuts. The quick cut. Yeah, I love the quick cut. <laughs> you don't like and it was just cuts? so it was just so slow, and it's like, oh my gosh, is this ever gonna be over? <laughs> <laughs> unfollow, 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 unfollow. Exactly. Hint, um, hint, Manny. Nudge, me. nudge. <laughs> I'm not changing it. Tough luck. Um, what profession other than your own three professions would you like to attempt? Dancing. Dancing. Wow. Dancing, really? Yeah. Professional dancer. She's building great platforms to dance on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What perf- look up look up on Instagram, Jada Bug. J-A-D-E-B-U-G. Who is that? Phenomenal dancer. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. Very check it sexy. Out. I just have to ask quick, what's your favorite dance? Old school, you know, any type Swing, of Swing, merengue, anything oh, like that. Oh yeah, salsa, yeah. merengue for sure. Wait Absolutely. What profession would you not like to do? Lawyer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and here's the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Thank you for doing a wonderful job. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Liz. Really appreciate you coming out to the Thank show. You guys. I hope it was painless. It we was really good. loved you having me it. here. Uh, so you can find Liz at, at GTA Condo Decor on Instagram, and we can find you at Sapphire Landscape and Interior Design Inc. on LinkedIn and Facebook. Please reach out to you. Yes, please. Make that circle please of construction connect. bigger. What? 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 Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing. Thank you very much. Thank really you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carlito. Carlito. You got to get Manny. us out of here. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And a boom boom. Four one six T O baby. High rise. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>